good, everybody? Welcome into our MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. Every time there is a fight in the PFL, in Bellator or UFC, we are here just for you because that's how we roll. We grind on every single sport. Now, busy, busy weekend. On this episode, we're doing Bellator and the UFC. There's only one man. He's a top MMA handicapper in America today. Maybe the world. I don't know. I don't know everybody in Australia. Let's bring him in right now. He is Ian Parker. You can follow him on social media, Ian Parker MMA. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. And look, I'm trying to build my fan base in Australia. So I hope we get that reach. That'd be great. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got a jam-packed show today. We've got a lot of picks. You saw a lot of value on both cards. So I want to start with Bellator 260. It'll be the first event back for them that they actually have fans. So that's very, very exciting. Uh, They're once again going to be at Mohegan Sun, which used to be about an hour from where I lived in Connecticut when I was at ESPN. You can watch this on Showtime, and I'm here for it. Give me your first pick. Let's go co-main event, Jackson Daly. What do you like? So here's the thing. Jason Jackson's minus 275. This is at a catch weight of minus 175, which I think helps out both guys. They're both big for the weight class, don't have to cut weight, and they both recently fought in the last couple of months. Daly was in a barn burner where he got dropped in the first round, had to come back, and then got the finish in the second, and Jason Jackson got like just annihilated in the first round, then came back and won a awesome decision. It shows a lot of grit here. You have two seasoned veterans, striker versus grappler. However, Jason Jackson, the reason why I think this is going over two and a half rounds and minus 140, Jason Jackson's going to have to weather that storm all of round one from Paul Daly. Daly's going to throw bombs. He's going to throw combinations. And Jackson's going to keep trying to take him down, press him against the cage and tire him out. If this fight does end, it ends at the end of round three. But I think Jason Jackson gets it done by decision. There's no prop for that. So we're going over two and a half rounds. Well, I like that a lot at minus 140. You're only laying 40 cents. Uh, in that wager. All right, let's go to the main event. How do you see this one playing out? Very interesting fight. You know, in the past, we've seen Douglas Lima struggle against strong Sambo wrestler guys who could put him on his back and hold him there. My only thing with Amasov, even though he's an undefeated fighter, he's very talented, he has not fought this high level of competition yet. And because of the lack of depth in this division, unfortunately, and they don't want to just recycle fights, he gets Lima. Lima's got one of the best kicking games in all of MMA. Great striker. If he can keep this fight standing and not get dragged to the ground for the first two rounds, I believe he gets the win. I see the value in Lima here. At minus 130, it's very hard to take the guy who's been the champ for a long time, who's beaten the best in that organization already. And I just think this is a little too soon for Amasov. So I'm going with Lima at minus 130. Yeah, it's always about getting that opportunity at the right time. If it comes too soon, then you can get exposed. You can look like you're not ready, uh, even though you've got that championship uh, material. All right, let's move on to UFC 263. This is an incredible card. Uh, it's going to go down uh, at the Gila River Arena, Glendale, Arizona. I've, I've performed in that arena many, many times. It's fantastic. Uh, the prelims early start at 6 Eastern. Uh, the regular pre- prelims start at 8 Eastern time. And then the pay-per-view at 10 Eastern times. So we got several plays on the board here. Let's start with the women's flyweight card on the prelim card, Murphy and Calderwood. What do you like? 
excuse me, this is a very interesting fight, possibly to determine the next uh, title contender. You know, Lauren Murphy really had a surge in her career. You know, she went from someone that was, you know, winning and losing split decisions. All of a sudden, she's finishing fights. She found that groove. She's in a new camp. She's got this aggressive nature, and she's a very seasoned veteran. She's fighting someone in Joanne Calderwood who probably is the more technical striker, even a little bit better on the ground. But Calderwood is just way too hesitant. She's too inconsistent. And if she gets put on her back, does she have a submission game? Sure. But I think Murphy's too big, too strong. And I just think that new level of aggression and she's really got that like taste to finish here. It's very interesting to see that this late in someone's career who had success early, then kind of fell back and came back almost like a Carla Esparza situation. So the fact that she's an underdog here, I I think she's going to be the stronger fighter as well. So I like Lauren Murphy at plus 125. Yeah. Ian, it's also rare to have a female fighter that can finish fights on a regular basis. Because that's just something we don't see very much. And I like seeing more women fighters who are going in there looking for the knockout. It's fun to see. Uh, All right, let's go to Anders and Darren Stewart. Light heavyweight matchup. This is on the prelim card. What do you like? It's funny, the last time these two fought, the odds were actually flipped. And I I did go the other way with Darren Stewart. Um, Eric Anders was absolutely dominating Darren Stewart until that accidental illegal knee that ended in a no contest. You know, Eric Anders has always had the potential. Guy played for the University of Alabama in college. He started off in the UFC knocking people out left and right. And then he kind of got exposed with his wrestling game or lack thereof, you know, but Darren Stewart doesn't present that threat. He's mainly a striker. So I, I see Eric Anders doing the exact same thing here. I think we're kind of getting a bargain at minus 150 because that fight was going to end by finish if mm-hmm. he didn't accidentally get caught in the moment with the knee. So I think Eric Anders is going to bully his way into a win. And I like that at minus 150. I love watching Anders fight, too. He's really a lot of fun. Tough, tough guy. Tough. Too. Very tough. Uh, let's go to the final bout on the prelim card. It's in the lightweight division. We're going to go Dober and Riddell. Uh, What do you like here? All right, so I um I'm very a little confused about the odds here. I felt like Drew Dober should have been a minus 185. It looks like Vegas is really discounting his loss as crazy as that sounds against Islam Makachev. You know, Islam is known as the next Khabib, right? And Drew Dober took that fight when many really wouldn't. You know, he and he didn't get finished. He went all three rounds and Dober's a tough guy, man. Very good wrestler. This fight plays into his style. Brad Riddell is a very tough striker. Doesn't get finished often, but gets put on his back very easily, and he's able to be held there. And I believe Dober is going to be the more athletic fighter. Um, Obviously has the advantage in wrestling, and he can strike too. He's got a lot of power in that left hand. So I think Dober bounces back in the win column here at a minus 160. I I had Dober at minus 195, so I like Dober here a lot. And for those people who are watching for the very first time is our uh, audience continues to grow. The minus 200 is kind of our baseline because MMA betting is different than regular betting. But even at 60 cents, Ian, the juice on this fight. Worth the squeeze. You're Absolutely. damn right it is. You're damn right it is. All right, damn. let's move on to our co-main event of the evening. This is a rematch. And this is one that I cannot wait for. Handicap this fight for me. Look, you know, it's hard to think that this fight's going to not go the distance again. You got two guys, excellent cardio, excellent striking, scrambling, jujitsu. I mean, they both just, I think the champ Figueroa just underestimated Brandon Moreno because he looks like he's 12 years old, but he's been fighting for a long time. The kid is (laughs) so tough. You know, he's so tough. He keeps coming forward. And now I think for Moreno, he knows what Figueroa can throw. Everyone's always so concerned about his power. Moreno ate it, kept coming forward. And both guys dropped each other. So... 
you know, in this fight, it's hard to really predict the winner. I think the odds are a little higher than I expected. And, I, and I'm a little timid to take Moreno because I think Figueredo is like a real life Marvel comic supervillain. And he plays the role well. and He looks that part. I just think that this fight goes the full distance. I do think that it's going to go to a decision. Who wins? That's a tough one. You know, if you're up on the night, you want to sprinkle a little on Moreno, feel free. But at plus odds here, even money, the fact that that last fight went to a decision, I think this fight does the same. So I'm going to go over four and a half rounds at plus 100. I also think that from a refereeing standpoint, because they both dropped each other in the last fight, that the referee will be a little bit slower to come in. And that sometimes can help because we've seen far too many times a premature, uh, premature stoppage uh, when the guy wasn't necessarily completely out of the fight. So I think I like that uh, as well. Love that over four and a half. Okay. Uh, before we get to our main event of the evening, I want you to give me Parker's parlay. Give me three guys. No, how about four fighters that you like to parlay together, bring those odds down and give somebody some, uh, some odds that we, we can really work with. Yeah, I like Evlov here against Dawido. Um, I might have mispronounced his name, so I apologize. He's a tough guy. I don't want him to kick me in the leg if he ever meets me in person. <laughs> no, Dawido here is a very good striker. However, in the first round, he always starts off slow, and Evlov is just a nonstop cardio machine. He sets up his takedowns with strikes. He just doesn't stop coming forward, and Dawido is just not known for his wrestling. Takedowns get better as the fight goes on, but not with the pace that Evlov is going to set. So I like him as part of the parlay. Uh, Jamal Hill over Paul Craig. Look, Craig, we know what he is. He's a guy who throws strikes, um, he brawls, and then he gets put on his back and he tries to submit you. But Hill's the real deal. This is someone that I see being a future champion of the division. And I think his striking, his athleticism is going to be too much for Paul Craig. And I think Hill actually will probably get this fight by stoppage earlier on. I like him in the parlay. My good buddy, Bilal Muhammad. Now, I'm putting bias to the side here. He is fighting Damian Maya. Maya is 43 years old, hasn't fought since getting knocked out by Gilbert Durino in Brazil. Bilal is getting this fight at the right time in his career and the right time in Damien's career. I just don't see Damien being able to put Bilal on his back. Bilal's actually a wrestler, first striker, second. Also the cardio, the kicks. I like Bilal here. And to anchor our parlay, main event, Israel Adesanya. Look, he he just lost to Jan Blahovich. We saw what the blueprint is to beat Adesanya, to take him down. Marvin Vittori, though, and we'll get into that more in the main event, doesn't possess that same type of takedowns that Jan does. So I like Adesanya retaining his belt as the last leg of the parlay. Well, by the way, if anybody is a Bilal Muhammad fan and you want more of him, he's part of the, he has a great show on the Anik Florian podcast network. So you can see his show there. That's plus 280 on Parker's parlay, by the way, put those four together. All right. We are now time for our main event of the evening. And now Marvin Vittori, he's been talking all kinds of trash. <laughs> The last couple of weeks, he's saying, I'm better. I continue to get better. He doesn't. Now, every time somebody's talked trash to Israel Adesanya, he has stopped them in their tracks and proven that he is one of the very best of all time. Does that continue Saturday night? Oh, I think he wins. I don't think he finishes Vittori. Vittori kind of plays that um, cat and mouse a little bit too much, but not in the way you would think. He doesn't trap anyone. He's very in and out. You know, he kind of, his wrestling is becoming a little bit more telegraphed and predictable, in my opinion, which is going to help Israel Adesanya. You know, on top of that, I don't think, in my, in my opinion, I don't think this is the right spot for Vittori yet. Beating Jack Hermanson in that last fight didn't show me he's ready for Israel Adesanya at all. You know, Robert Whitaker showed me. 
by dominating in two fights against the number one and number two. I think they just wanted to tell the story with Vittori versus Adesanya, the rematch, yada, yada. You know, Vittori's striking is not going to touch Adesanya's. He does have the wrestling. He's got the cardio. Both guys don't get finished. You know, they really don't. Vittori's not been finished once in the UFC at mm-hmm. all, and he hasn't lost since fighting Israel Adesanya. Between the two, Adesanya is evolved the most, as you can see, from winning a split decision to becoming the champ a few years later. I think Adesanya gets it done. He keeps the fight on the feet. He just kind of strikes his way to victory. I think he's going to be a little conservative. I don't think he wants to take two losses in a row. So I like Adesanya getting this, especially at plus odds by decision. I like Adesanya here. All right, very good. By decision, Adesanya, by the way, the middleweight uh, title uh, is on the line in this one as well. Boy, a lot of plays on the card. I love it. We're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil, and always follow Ian Parker, Ian Parker MMA on social media. We are active the entire time. We'll be in the Discord channel uh, as well as we always discuss the fights and the picks with you. Here we go. Uh, In the UFC 263 card, we're on Murphy, Anders, Dober, Adesanya by decision, and then Parker's parlay looks like Adesanya, Muhammad, Hill, and that's plus 280. Then Bellator 260, we got two plays there, Douglas Lima minus 125, and then the Jackson Daly over two and a half rounds minus 140. There is nobody else that does the PFL, Bellator, UFC every single week. It's always right here, and we do it just for you. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window for the best MMA handicapper in the world, Ian Parker, and our executive producer, the jeweler, who puts it all together under the early edge umbrella. I am the coach. Can't wait for this weekend. Can't wait for this weekend for more reasons than one. Remember, the only place for your MMA early edge. Good luck. Good luck.